What is going on, Wizards Nation? Welcome to episode six of the Wizards Walkthrough with Chase Carroll. As always, I am that man previously mentioned, Chase Carroll, and I thank you for listening to what I have to say about the Wizards today. I know it's been a while since I've recorded a Wizards Walkthrough podcast, but with the Wizards coming back into action tomorrow, their first scrimmage of the NBA restart against the Denver Nuggets, that'll take place at 3.30 tomorrow. That'll be televised on NBC Sports Washington. So if you've been missing your Wizards fix like I have, you will be getting it. If, of course, that's a, a time frame you can watch. I know that's it's going to be interesting seeing with all these interesting time slots they got to give these guys. There's going to be some 4 o'clock games, some 2 o'clock games. And as an example, tomorrow in their first scrimmage, it's 3.30. That's going to be a tough time for a lot of people to watch. But luckily, tomorrow my schedule, that works out for me. I'm going to be able to watch the Wizards play, and I'm super excited about that. It's been such a long time since these guys have been back in action, uh, let alone you know anyone in the NBA. It's I'm just excited to see sports come back. I think most people are. I think it's really needed for a lot of us, especially me. I, I'm so excited about this coming back. So, uh, obviously, John Wall, Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans, they've all said that they're not going to be playing uh, in this NBA restart, all for separate reasons. And uh, you know what? I'm actually okay with that. I'm okay, especially okay with John Wall sitting out. I think this is really pointless games for him to be coming back to, possibly re-injuring himself in meaningless games that really – the Wizards don't have a chance of really competing for a championship. Uh, they, they could actually end up making the playoffs as the eighth seed. The Nets are very decimated, both with guys with COVID, guys that have just opted out, injuries, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, both out. You know, the Wizards are in a similar boat, though. They have John Wall out, Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans. These are their top three guys. But at the same time, this season was never about winning. This season was never about making the playoffs, really. So for them to even be getting this opportunity here was not expected. This season was all about development of young guys. And we're going to get a perfect opportunity to do that with John Wall, Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans out. There's going to be nothing but free touches available for guys like Rui Hachimura, Troy Brown Jr., and Isak Banga. Three guys that got great playing time during this season. You know, more than you probably would have gotten on any other team. You know, this team has been dedicated to the development. That's something that we haven't seen over the last few seasons. But this year, they really buckled down and decided that they were going to put their full effort into developing the young guys. You know, Isak Banga, Troy Brown Jr., they're both 20 years old. They're going to get an opportunity to, you know, they, they started a lot of this year, but they're going to get playoff basketball experience. And I know it's not going to be like usual playoff atmosphere where there's crazy crowds and sellouts every single night. It's not going to be like that. There's going to be no crowds. And I think that may actually play into an advantage for the Wizards because the young guys, they've never had the opportunity to play in front of these big crowds in, in a playoff atmosphere. They're not going to have to do that. The, the veterans that they're going against on other teams, they're used to that experience. They've played against, uh, they've played in big time games, but that's something the Wizards have not done. So, with the atmosphere really being equal for both sides here, these guys are just going to be balling. They're not going to have to worry about any outside atmosphere. They're not going to have to worry about anything like that. So, with that said, we're going to get to see these guys just show their development. They're not going to have to worry about anything else. 
There's no pressure on them to win because it's not even expected of them. When you look at the national media talking about the Wizards, they say that they don't even deserve to be there. So any win, any signs of development from these young players is nothing but good, nothing but a good step for this team moving forward because we know what we have in Bradley Beal. I think we know what we have in Davis Bertans. As long as those two are healthy, we know what we have in them moving forward. We don't know what we have in John Wall moving forward, but if everything that Scott Brooks, everything that the Wizards organization has been saying about John Wall comes to fruition, if he's really as good as they say that he is still, this team already has a top three. Now we just need to see the guys that are behind them really develop, really get the opportunity to show what they can do on a bigger stage and to fit into their roles because they're going to need to be role players at this level if they're going to fit onto this team. We already have the two stars. Rui Hachimura, he has the ability to be something really special in this league, but how can he fit next to guys like John Wall, Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans, and make it work? Because these guys... They're not great defenders. I want to see development on the defensive end, most of all for most of these guys, like Troy Brown Jr., uh, Mo Wagner. I want to see it from Thomas Bryant, because some of these guys might not even be around next season if they don't show good development here. They need to show that they're willing to do it on the defensive end of the ball as well. Because we already know where our offense is coming from in the future. That's coming for those three guys that are out, and that's coming from Rui Hachimura. But what guys are going to be the role players that can really grind on the defensive end, get you some stops? Because that has been non-existent for the Wizards over the last couple seasons. They didn't have that true stopper that you can put on an opposing team's best player and, and help you down the stretch. They've tried to develop Isak Banga into that role, and early on in the season he really struggled on the defensive end. And I think that he did pick it up towards the end of the year. Once Isaiah Thomas was off the squad, I think we got to see what some of these guys could really do on the defensive end. Because when Isaiah Thomas was in there, it was four on five every night. You didn't really know what you were getting defensively from these guys. Because a lot of the times, I wouldn't say it was effort. I think it was a lack of positioning because they were forced out of position by Isaiah Thomas. So you, you see what we got out of some of these guys once Isaiah Thomas was no longer there. We got to see a better defense. They were, I believe, 12th in defensive rating after Isaiah Thomas left, which it's not great, but it's top half of the league after being one of the worst defensive teams in NBA history while Isaiah Thomas was there. So we're, I just want to see what guys can actually put their nose down and grind on the defensive end because guys like Thomas Bryant just have not been able to do that thus far in their career. He's been such a great offensive talent. But as I said before, we already know where our offensive talent is coming from, where our point production is coming from in the future. That's John Wall, that's Bradley Beal, that's Davis Bertans, that's Rui Hachimura. That's four offensive stars already. Which guys are going to play defense? That's what I'm going to be looking forward to most here in the restart, especially starting tomorrow against the Denver Nuggets. Did Thomas Bryant make any strides on the defensive end? Did Mo Wagner make any strides as a rim protector, because we got to see Mo Wagner as the guy who takes a lot of charges. He's great in that role. He does a great job positioning his body to draw charges. But at the same time, sometimes he's doing it a little too much. He's taking too many charges. They're not going to call it every single time. So at, at some point, the refs aren't calling it, and they're just getting easy dunks because 
He's he tried to take too many charges. So we we have to find a happy medium with Mo Wagner between taking a good amount of charges, but also being ready to actually buckle down and be a brick wall on defense and actually get a stop sometimes. I think we haven't seen that from him yet. So what what guys are going to be able to show that they made strides over the last few months on that side of the ball? I think we're going to see it from Troy Brown Jr. most of all. Scott Brooks has said on multiple occasions how great he's looked in practice since he's been back. And I, I've seen some clips of him in practice during the restart. He looks phenomenal. He looks very slim down. He said that he cut some weight. And at 20 years old, 21 years old, he's still learning what his body is at this NBA level. He's still learning how to use it. I want to see most of all from him, how is he able to fight through contact and finish? Because I don't think we got to see enough of that this season. We got to see his driving ability. And we've seen that he's able to finish at the rim, but we haven't really seen him able to finish through contact, able to get those and ones, finish the play, and take himself to the line. That's where I want to see his game develop next because he's a great passer. He's a great ball handler. But I want to see him bring it all together as a basketball player because he has such a great basketball IQ, and I think he can develop into the one of the Wizards' best defenders, and he really will need to if he's going to stick around on the Wizards for a while. Because, yes, he's young. Yes, he's shown quite a bit of talent in his short Wizards career. Last year, he didn't really get the opportunity as a 19-year-old rookie to really show what he could do. So this year is essentially his rookie season, first season really getting big playing time. And in, in spurts off the bench, he's looked like he can be a real good contributor. But at the same time, this Wizards team... They're going to be pretty close to win now mode with John Wall, Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans. Those are three guys that if they're really going to be bringing Davis Bertans back, they're bringing those two stars back. They're planning on making yet another run with those two. You're in win now mode. So all these young guys, they're going to have to perform and perform right away when John Wall comes back. And they're going to have to learn their roles. Torrey Brown Jr., what's his role going to be? Once these guys come back, he's going to be able to be the number one, number two option here really work on his craft in these last few games of the season. And maybe they'll make a playoff push and you'll get even more playing time. But in these last eight regular season games, we're going to get to see guys like Jerome Robinson, Troy Brown Jr., Rui Hachimura, really see what they can do as bigger contributors on this team. And I am super excited about that. Now I'm going to dive into the starting lineup. I kind of want to see the Wizards tinker around with a little bit as this season starts back up. And even starting tomorrow, I'd love to see Shabazz Napier be the Wizards' starting point guard in their starting five. And that's really for one reason only. That's because Ish Smith, who has been incredible all year, uh, he, he started a few games this season with Isaiah Thomas out before he got traded away after... Isaiah Thomas got traded. We saw Shabazz Napier fill in, and he filled in miraculously. Really, I don't think it was expected that he would play that well after he was acquired by the Wizards. He fit in that starting lineup very well. And Ish Smith, who has been incredible all year, he has been incredible off the bench as the sixth man. And if we're going to be playing this postseason, these last few regular season games, as I mentioned, 
this was built on development of the young guys. This was not ever about winning games in this postseason. I think we got to see Ish Smith play in the role that he's going to be playing in next season as John Wall comes back. He's going to be the sixth man, or at least the backup point guard next season. So I think Shabazz Napier should be in the starting lineup just to give Ish Smith that sense of continuity. This is what spot you're going to be in moving forward in this organization. So let's let him get those backup minutes. Let him get comfortable in that position as he has been all season. And honestly, Shabazz Napier could be actually playing for a spot on this team next year, maybe as a third point guard or as a backup uh, combo guard, because maybe he could play a little bit of two behind Bradley Beal, too. He's a great scorer. He's shown that. Uh, probably a better scorer than passer at this point of his career. So maybe there's a backup guard spot for him in D.C. if he continues to play well. Because you know John Wall, he might be sitting back-to-backs to restart next season. He may be at least getting limited minutes. You don't want to overplay John Wall. He's coming off two, three serious injuries in a row. So maybe you do need a third veteran point guard that can come in and fill in when needed. So I'd love to see him perform well as the starting point guard as we resume. At the two spot, I'd like to see Troy Brown Jr. fill in for those Bradley Beal minutes that he'll be missing. Because we've seen Troy Brown Jr., he's another guy who's thrived off the bench. And that's for one reason. That's because Bradley Beal normally isn't in when he comes comes in. He's able to control the offense. He's able to have the ball in his hands and make plays when Bradley Beal is out. So I think this is a perfect opportunity with Bradley Beal sitting out of this restart for Troy Brown Jr. to really establish himself as one of the guys that can really control the offense. We saw spurts of it throughout the season, especially when he came in and was able to control that second unit. I say, you just give him the first unit. Let him do the same thing he was doing on the second unit with, you know, Davis Bertans isn't there to take his touches. Bradley Beal obviously not there to take his touches. This is Troy Brown Jr.'s time to run the offense because as great as Rui Hachimura is, he's not really the guy that you look to to run your offense. Uh, Isak Banga, that's a guy that can run the offense a little bit, but I don't think that's the guy you want controlling the ball each and every time down the court. Uh, obviously, you have your point guard to do that, but you you need other guys that can control the ball, and that's what Troy Brown Jr. has shown he can do. I'd love to see him do it from the two spot to start this restart back up. And that takes me to the three spot where, you know, there's a couple guys you could put in here. You could put in Jerome Robinson. Uh, you could put Rui here at the three spot, see if he's developed his three-point game a little bit because at some point, Rui Hachimura may actually be the three on this team. That may actually be the role that he fits into with John Wall, Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans on this team. He may be the guy that can fill in that three spot. But at, at this time, I don't think that's what they plan on doing with him. I think that the three, the guy that should start the three spot, he started at the three spot most of the year, is Isak Banga. Uh, he, he's a guy that Scott Brooks has acknowledged as being one of those guys that has shown a lot in his practices since coming back for the restart. Someone that has really grown a lot, as we've seen all throughout the year. I would actually say Isak Bongo is probably the guy that grew the most from day one to the final day before the season paused. So I'm excited to see what Isak Bongo can really do uh, in that starting role as he comes back because Scott Brooks has, has mentioned him as being one of those guys who looks really good 
to come back. And I think he's one of those guys that's growth is most important because as I mentioned earlier on in the pod, that's the guy that they've been grooming to be that defensive stopper. We saw at the beginning of the year, they immediately threw him on James Harden in one of the first games of the year. Uh, That didn't go very well, obviously, but as we saw from day one to the end of the season, Isak Banga developed in just about every aspect of his game, both transition offense. That's one of the biggest things I noticed that he really improved in. He can handle the ball. That's something that for his size is really impressive. A 20-year-old at, I, I believe he's about 6'8", with somewhat point guard abilities. You know, He can dribble the ball. He can bring the ball up if you need him to, and he can start the break. So I want to see his growth not just on offense, but most importantly, on defense. Now, I think the easiest call of the starting lineup is the four spot, Rui Hashimura. Uh, this, this one's obvious. He started all year that he was able to when he wasn't injured, and he was spectacular all season as the number nine overall pick. I don't think anyone could have expected Rui Hashimura to play as well as he did to start his career. He really excelled uh, in that starting role, and I think that's where he's going to thrive here to restart this season. And I think he's going to get the opportunity to be the number one guy. We got to see last offseason when he was the number one guy for Japan, and he was spectacular. Obviously, his team didn't have great success because there wasn't much talent around him. But that man made play after play, including in a game against Team USA. He cranked all over Miles Turner, uh, a guy that I'd love to see the Wizards get, by the way, in this offseason. But that's a topic for another day. Rui Hashimura is going to get the opportunity to be the number one guy, and I'm super excited about that. Not many rookies get the opportunity to immediately be the number one guy in a playoff atmosphere. Not really a, the, the atmosphere, obviously, because the crowd isn't going to be there, but these are meaningful games that this rookie is going to get the opportunity to be the number one guy for. You look around the league, how many people can you really say that about? You could probably say that about Zion. You could say that about Ja Morant. Uh, other than that, of the guys coming back in the restart, you can't really say that about any other rookie getting this kind of opportunity to show what they can do and to really grow. This guy's going to get so many touches, and I think he's going to really flourish because of this. I want to see if he's improved his three-point shot. I want to see if he's improved his arc, most importantly. I think that's the one thing with his three-point shot that he needs to work on is getting a better arc on that. I'd love to see him develop a three-point shot like Otto Porter did. Because if you remember, when Otto Porter came into the league, he was strictly a mid-range kind of guy. He wasn't a great three-point shooter, but eventually he evolved next to John Wall, next to Bradley Beal, to become such a solid three-point shooter, one of the best in the league. I'd love to see Rui Hashimura add on to the incredible inside game he already has and add that three-point shot kind of like Otto Porter did. He can become way better of a player than Otto Porter ever could if he just maximizes on that potential. Uh, I would love to see him become that number three option eventually, but right now he's going to get to be the number one guy and really develop his game, and that's something I'm super excited about. So that takes us to the starting five, the center position. I want to start Thomas Bryant to restart this season, and I want to see, I, I want to give him the first crack at least, because I want to see if he's developed at all in his defensive game. I know that he's coming off of coronavirus. He just recovered from that. So that may play a little bit of a part in his conditioning. Who knows? I know that he's been back at practice the last week or so. So that's good to see. 
But at the same time, I need to see if he developed at all defensively because we know what kind of offensive talent he is. We know how great he is at finishing around the rim offensively. But can he defend on the other side? Because, great, you're getting buckets on one end, but at the other end, they're getting it right back each and every time because he's not a great rim protector. He can't really move his feet very well, and he's very bad at defending pick and rolls. We need to see quicker feet on that side of the ball from Thomas Bryant. Can he do it? I don't know. I don't know if he'll ever develop on that side of the ball, but we really need to see it because that's the one thing this Wizards team is lacking is a solid five that can defend because we've seen a little bit in spurts from Mo Wagner. Is he going to be the defensive answer at the five spot moving forward? I don't know. I don't think you can keep both of these guys if neither one of them is a solid defending five because you look at Jan Mahimi on the last year of his deal he's a pretty solid defender but I don't think he's in the team's future plans whatsoever at least he's definitely not at the contract he's currently on right now maybe they could bring him back for a veterans minimum or something like that just to be the third center on the roster they got pass the sneaks in there now so that's a guy who may develop into a defensive center he's very tall seven foot but I think the first crack should obviously go to Thomas Bryant. This is a guy that earned himself a new $10 million a year contract for a reason last year, and that's because of how well he played. He's just 22 years old this year, and injuries really derailed him. Foot injuries, other ailments really slowed him down in his progress from, from such a solid year last year. Uh, he, he was still pretty good offensively this year, but he definitely did not show the growth that I think a lot of Wizards fans wanted to see. So I hope this time off, a few months off the season, maybe he developed a little bit defensively. Maybe he got a little quicker with his feet because, hey, they tried throwing him in at the four a little bit last year, or excuse me, this year before the season ended. That didn't go very well. I think that went even worse than him playing the five. His feet just weren't quick enough. So they're trying to figure out a spot for him. I think the Wizards want him to be in their future plans, but... At the same time, as I just stated, Mo Wagner, him, neither one of them are solid rim-protecting bigs. And if this team's going to reach that next level, I think that's something that they need to see from at least one of them. So that's the starting five I want to see. Now I'll just get into the rest of the rotation, who I want to see out there. Obviously, Ish Smith is going to get his time at point guard. He's a big contributor to this team moving forward. He's in the team's future plans for sure. Uh, maybe that could change if he has a bad last few games here and Shabazz Napier outplays him, but I don't foresee that happening. I think Ish Smith is here to stay because he had such an incredible year, so I I hope to see him perform well in this restart. Uh, I want to see Jerome Robinson get some good time, uh, and he's going to because there's no one else to play. There's Jerome Robinson, Troy Brown Jr., Isak Bonga. Those are your wings. They're all super young and very inexperienced, they're going to get their experience here in this playoff run. So that's a guy that's going to get some PT. I'd love to see fellow rookie Admiral Schofield get some time. Fellow rookie to Rui Hashimura, that is. I'd love to see him get some time at both the three and the four. That's another guy that uh, Scott Brooks has mentioned, slimmed down very much, and he looks great out there. I'd love to see a slimmer Admiral Schofield get some time at the three because I think uh, he had some weight on him. And I think that that really put him at the four spot. That really limited him to the four spot. He wasn't really quick enough to defend other threes, other fast wings. But I think now we may be able to see what he can do at that three spot now that he's slimmed down a little bit. 
But if he's not getting time at the three, he certainly could get time at the four. Davis Berton's minutes are now gone. Rui Hashimura will probably pick up some of those, obviously. But there's minutes there available at the backup four spot for Admiral Schofield. And another guy who's certainly going to get backup five spot minutes is Mo Wagner. But I would also love to see him play a little bit of the backup four spot. Because I think he has that skill set that enables him to be a 4-5 combo kind of guy. He has the shooting ability, and he loves to shoot. He loves to shoot that three ball. I'd love to see him spot up in the corner sometimes and hit some shots. I know he's a big man. You don't want him doing that too often. But he's a great shooter. I'd love to see him really develop in that spot. Because when you think about John Wall coming back, think of a pick-and-pop combo with Mo Wagner and himself. That's such a great duo that I think we could see. He could do that from the five spot as well, but I'd like to see maybe some runs of uh, Mo Wagner in there with Ances Passes sneaks. Maybe if you're going to get Jan Mahimi sometime. I, I personally don't really care to see Jan Mahimi in there. He's played pretty well this year, much better than he has over the last few seasons in a Wizards uniform, but Jan Mahimi is not the future at the center position, so I don't really care to see him in there. Let's get the guys on who are going to be on the roster moving forward in there, like Ansa Spasa Sneaks, get Mo Wagner some backup five spot, uh, spot minutes, and give Thomas Bryant a ton of minutes. I don't care if they're struggling defensively. I really don't care because at this point, this as I've mentioned repeatedly, this season is not about winning. This season is about development, and so far the Wizards have stuck with that, and there's going to be nothing but minutes for these young guys available. So. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode six of the Wizards Walkthrough with Chase Carroll. I'm going to start getting on a regular posting routine starting tomorrow. I'm going to be posting a recap of the Wizards scrimmage against Denver. I hope you guys will check that out, and I hope I have a good scrimmage to report on because, you know, really any basketball to report on at this point is very exciting for me. Should be probably very exciting for you as well. So, Thank you all for tuning in, and I hope to see you again tomorrow. See you.